0: time to carefully scale this wall using this rope uh and and get down there and get to it all right this is
1: the business of archaeology i got two fists and books and i got some loot that belongs in a museum exactly
0: From the Mundangerous Tall Grass in New York City. I'm your host, Shane, and I'm your host, Ishan. And welcome to Actual Play Episode 2 of Total Party Thrill, a podcast for game masters and players
1: where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. In this episode, we're continuing our playthrough of the 5th edition adventure, Sunless Citadel.
2: Eberron is a sorrowful place where the five great nations on the continents of Corvair fought a hundred-year war for the throne of Galifar, and only recently settled for peace after a mysterious magical calamity called the Day of Mourning. Eberron is a wondrous place where magic is studied and industrialized and living constructs called Warforged rub shoulders with Elves, Dwarves, and Changelings on elementally powered airships and lightning trains. Eberron is a mysterious place where powerful magical tattoos called Dragon Marks shape the fate of their bearers and the secrets of ancient empires and evils lie buried just below the surface. Of course, dear listener, you don't need to know any of that to follow the adventures of our hero, Tez Proudgale. He's just a rogue archaeology student unearthing secrets in the hinterlands of southern Breland, close to the borders of the Gnome Nation Zalargo and the Goblin Nation Dargoon. Though if you do want to learn more about Eberron, check out Total Party Thrill Episode 33 for our full overview of the Eberron campaign setting.
1: Tez Gale has learned of a secret citadel in the wastes outside Mistmarsh and is on a rescue mission. He's also looking for treasure. I mean that's basically why he's out there. Yeah, don't don't short me on the <laughs> treasure.
0: And the renown and the fame. And the Sage Certification from Moor <laughs> University.
1: And on the old road, here about an hour before dawn, he is being attacked by what looked like walking sticks. Wait, no, not like the insect walking stick, but like walking a bundle of
0: sticks, sticks. walking. sticks, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guess what? Roll initiative. All right. Okay, I'm, I'm going to continue with my good rolling from last episode. Uh... I rolled a three. I have a plus three, six. Wow. Uh, They have a plus one and rolled a four. So (laughs) you go first. Uh, Okay. So I I have dark vision. How far away are they?
1: 30 feet away from you.
0: Um, And they're both coming from the same direction, right? Yep. Uh, I slap the mule's like hind flank uh, so that it will run in the opposite direction of these things. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then I would like to light a torch. (laughs) All right, done. You light a torch. It casts a glow, and now you can see that they really are sticks, like animated sticks, like a, a bundle um, of sticks. You can see the feet have, like, root tendrils on them, and the the hands are just, like, long, sharp needles, which reminds you that cattle have been killed by some sort of needle-like object. Uh, I'm going to back
0: away kind of following my mule here uh, from these things and uh, and and just try to keep them and I'll try to like brandish my torch to try
1: to like you know keep them at a distance um let's see as you back up AC 13 does that hit you uh, it does not and then AC 15 that
0: does hit me okay
1: so you feel something just miss you and tear, like a a small rip in your sleeve, but then from the other side you feel a sharp needle hit you in the side. And as you turn, you can see two more of the twig blights are directly behind you. They seem to have snuck up on you, and as you are backing up, they both took swipes at you. So, you take only two piercing damage. Ow! You have a lit torch, and uh, you... I assume continued to move away from them. Yeah is my
0: is my mule okay? Did he make it out alive,
1: <laughs> or she? The mule seems okay. okay. Um, it ran, and they seemed focused on you. Uh, then yes, I will keep. I will, I will wait. <laughs> Am I backing into long grass? I don't know. If that's a good idea anymore. <laughs> no, it's a, either. it's a pretty wide road. There's long grass on one side, thirty feet away from you. Behind you, you've probably got mm, like sixty feet before there's more grass. Okay so if you take full move, what's your move 30 feet? Uh, yeah 30. so if you take your full move, you'll be 30 feet away from two of them and then 60 feet away from two more.
0: Okay, that sounds like the better way to do this. Okay. Uh, so yes I will just I will just retreat from them and try to like space them out and and try to
1: avoid any more ambushes. Jesus they continue to come for you, but they move pretty slowly. so the two that are closest to you get to about 10 feet away from you um, and the others close the distance, but that's all that they do. I still have my bow. You do. I like. I like the idea of slower than me,
0: <laughs> and ten feet away. So I am going to continue, like steadily stepping backwards, like kind of making sure I'm not a, uh, I'm not walking into any ambush here, and uh, and I, I'm going to try and shoot them with a bow. I don't know if that'll be effective against a a bundle of sticks, but it's worth a shot. It certainly seems safer than my alternative, which is try to set them on fire with my torch. I don't want to get too close.
1: Uh, So go ahead and uh, take your shot. Unsling your bow, knock that arrow, and see what happens. Uh,
0: 17 plus
1: 5, 22. Definitely hits. 7 piercing damage. Ah, so I assume you attack one of the closer ones. Yes, the the yeah, the closest one to me. You know like in Robin Hood, when like one arrow hits the bullseye, and then he shoots another arrow, and that splits it in half? Uh-huh. The same thing basically happens. It, it just splits it, and the entire thing split down the middle, and sort of like falls to either side. So one of them you have destroyed. I split the magical bundle that was holding them? Basically. <laughs>
0: the sticks just fell? Okay. All right, I make a note of where I hit it, and I uh,
1: continue stepping back carefully. <laughs> So you are going to kite these things. They're not completely mindless, but they do seem to be taking like the shortest path towards you, right? So I'm guessing you're backing up, but you don't want to get too close to the grass on the other side, yes? Yes, exactly. Okay. That sounds good. So they'll keep closing in on you. What what's your general tactics at this point? Because uh, if you keep backing yeah. up and like head all the way back to town, essentially, it doesn't look like they can catch up to you.
0: I, I mean, I will shoot them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm happy to, to shoot them all. I have no no qualms about that. I just uh, I just don't want to be ambushed. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that I'm actually concerned about, I know they chase livestock uh, and and. You know, when I've pieced together that these things have attacked livestock, then I I mostly want my mule to be safe. So I'm not going all the way back. Like I'm like I'm you know, this is I'll give my mule 20 seconds or so and then I got to go find it. OK, so combined with your cunning action. But I would prefer to stay on the road if I can.
1: Right. Combined with your cunning action. Like if you start traveling on the road back toward where you came from, they'll keep following you. And that gives you line of sight to um, either like. Uh, Patch of grass on on either side, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be surprised by any others now that you know what you're looking for. Yep. And you can you can just pick them off one by one. Um, what's your minimum damage? I mean, I'm, I think it's what 1d6 plus three. Yeah, it's four. Yeah. Uh, so each one of them dies in one hit. I mean, I'll just give it to you. You used four arrows, one one to kill each of them. Perfect. I've got. Sixteen arrows left. (laughs) Can I recover any of those arrows? (laughs) Uh, Half. You can recover half ammunition uh, if you search an area for a minute. So you can get two of them back. I grab the mule. I grab my arrows. I'm back on the road. Okay. Check the perimeter. Yeah. Give me a perception check.
0: That is 11 perception. It would have been better to not check the perimeter (laughs) at all and blunder into it. (laughs) Well, 12
1: is your passive, right? Uh, 14 is my pass. Oh, 14. Okay. So 14 is your floor. So that's fine. So you get a 14. Um, you don't notice any other of these creatures. Okay. Just, uh, you know, you know, these are twig blights. You, you know that. Yeah, I know these yeah, are twig okay. blights. Yeah, yeah, I I know that. But yeah, I don't know that Tez knows that. Uh, yeah. No more, no more twig, twig blights that
0: you can spot. Okay. Uh, all right. These blighted twigs, uh, I will snuff my torch. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was really only to you know burn them if I needed to, mm-hmm. um, so I will I don't need that to see so I will continue to move as uh, as stealthily as possible. I don't want to attract any uh, negative attention or any you know uh, animals or bandits or anything as I'm traveling on
1: the road here. Okay, um, so how are you moving? Uh, are you doing it stealthily? Or are you trying to do it quickly so none none of the others can catch up with you? Um, none of the other what? Well, there are other twiglights? Did I find other twiglights? <laughs> no, you didn't find any. But if if there are any others out here, maybe you want to move quickly so they don't catch up to you, or maybe you want to move slowly and stealthily.
0: I think now that I've figured out that I'm faster than they are, um, like, and that I ca- I kind of know what I'm looking for on the edges, I will, um, I will just try to move as quickly through here as possible. I'm not I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm just trying to get through. Okay,
1: so you move relatively slowly. Um... The sun comes up. Again, it's it's a hot day. There's a warm, kind of wet breeze. And you don't spot any more of them, even though you are keeping your eyes out for them. The donkey doesn't seem to have been spooked that much, but for all you can tell, it didn't know that these weren't just, like, plants. Yeah, yeah. In the late afternoon, the... Road or what was the road, opens wider, uh, so there's even more uh, space between you and the high grasses, and you can see off in the far distance what looks like a ravine.
0: Hmm. Well, old mule friend here, the only thing I've got to talk to other than my inner monologue,
1: Hmm. I think we have reached our destination. (coughs) So you can see here, it's a long ravine that runs for several miles. Uh, Here... Where it intersects the road, it's about forty feet wide, and right on the edge of the ravine, you can see several stone pillars that definitely look like they were carved and then placed there.
0: Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll go up to the pillars and investigate. See if there's any markings on them that indicate this was like a road or a you know an entryway or something like that.
1: The pillars are worn down. They're kind of broken, um, and there is graffiti on them like that has been sort of slathered on in like mud and what you guess might be blood uh mm-hmm. what languages do you speak
0: i speak common draconic
1: dwarvish elvish
0: giant and thieves can
1: okay so you can tell that these are dwarvish letters but you can't read it you know that there are many languages that use uh dwarvish runes uh so it's obviously one of those but you don't know what it says uh Is goblin one of the languages that uses dwarven runes? Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And attached to one of the pillars, there is a hempen rope. Uh, It is tied to it quite securely uh, and then leads down into the ravine. And judging from the condition of the rope, it can't have been there longer than a few weeks.
0: Let me inspect the rope. Uh, Does it look safe? Secure.
1: Uh, give me perception or investigation. Uh, it's going to be a perception. Nine. Nine. Survival also would have been fine, or you know whatever you come up with. Uh, Nine. So a fourteen. Um, from it looks like it's in good condition. Um, it hasn't rained much. I mean, it's wet, but it doesn't look like it's it's rotted. It doesn't look like it's been you know attacked or cut or anything like that. It looks like someone securely tied a rope and knew what they were doing. Uh, and maybe went down it and then never used it again. Okay. Um, and you can see down actually it, uh, the entire length of it is unfurled and ends just above a ledge that actually looks like it might've also been carved, like leveled out by someone.
0: Ah, interesting. Okay. Um, can I see? Is there enough light on in the ravine to like actually see the ledge?
1: It's dim in there, and you have dark vision 60 feet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can see the top of the ledge. You can actually see, if you sort of stare at it for a while, you can see what look like rough-hewn stone steps cut right into the side of the stone. So there's a ledge, and then there are steps leading down into darkness.
0: Then I'm going to uh, tie my good mule buddy here uh, up to this... Uh, pillar, and uh, think to myself, if I don't make it out of here, sorry, bud, but you probably don't either. Ponder a bit the casual cruelty that we treat our livestock, and then drop a (laughs) torch over the edge. (laughs) And see if anything is visible at the bottom before I hop down.
1: So you can definitely tie her at least close to some, like, medium height grass that she could eat, so at least, you know, she won't starve immediately. You also know she could eventually... Eat her way through the rope, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh if twig blights show up though, who knows? But there doesn't seem to be a way to get her down this ledge. So Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I uh, yeah, I'll I'll leave her I'll leave her there. You drop you drop the torch down and it lands with a clatter on the ledge fifty feet below, but it doesn't go out. And you can see the ledge is kind of sandy. It's wide and rough, and there's rocky debris and the bones of some small animals uh on top of it you can see what looks like a ring of stones where the kind of thing you might set up before you build a campfire although you can't see any signs of a fire at least from this distance
0: uh you said there's like debris and is it all rocky debris or is there like any any place where something might be hiding, I guess is my question.
1: There's no cover where you can see. It looks like a flat ledge. Okay, um, there are the steps down. You don't. You can't see what's down there. But because of your the position that you're in, you can't see sort of like all the way down. Like for for all you know, once you get down there, there could be like an overhang. Yeah. Sure. 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 Uh, or tunnels or or something.
0: Okay, all right. Well, then it's time to carefully scale this wall using this rope uh, and, and get down there and get to it. All right. This is the business of
1: archaeology. <laughs> oh, sorry, of rogue archaeology. <laughs> I got two fists and books, and I got some loot that belongs in a museum. Exactly. So the you can see as you slow, lower yourself down on the rope that there are actually also crude carved handholds into the rock that even if the rope wasn't here, you could slowly make your way down. So it's actually pretty easy going. And you're able to bring yourself down to the ledge. You have a perception of 14. Before you get all the way down, maybe 10 feet before you get to the ledge, so you're still holding onto the rope, you hear a scratching sound. Um and it seems to be coming from below you, but you can't see anything below you. Hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, and there's no, yeah, no, my torch isn't revealing
1: anything. Uh, no, but give me a survival check. Uh, I rolled okay. 14. So you're still holding onto the rope, <laughs> legs propped up against the, the rock ledge, but you sort of look down, see what you can see from, from this distance. And you can see some humanoid footprints and the tracks of what you gauge to be a rat that is very, very large. A uh, rodent of unusual size. Indeed. Uh, the humanoid footprints lead down the stairs. Interesting. Uh... So you would guess that scratching sound could definitely be a large rodent or more than one. I'm 10 feet up. Right. Right. I guess this is the first time that I've had to
0: had to really reveal uh, my my real weapon, huh? <laughs> um, but given that I am expecting there to be a rodent of some sort, uh, some I I think I will like kind of let myself drop to you know like about five feet, like a, a safe distance to just drop off the rope, right? Rather than like necessarily climbing all the way down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will I will have my rapier in one hand and uh and let go of the rope in the other and you know let the let the chips fall where they may i guess
1: so you're basically just gonna like leap down and take on whatever is there that's right all right you drop down you land gracefully on your feet rapier out roll initiative
0: even as i do that i'm thinking to myself like i could probably like
1: use bait or something (laughs) (laughs) why am i the bait (laughs) really could use that mule
0: yeah
1: uh nine plus three is 12 that's a good number because they rolled a six and you can see you have dark vision you can see there is uh an overhang and underneath uh what looks like uh uh, not a full nest, but, you know, there's, like, you know, straw and and bones and things like that. Uh, there are three mm-hmm. very large rats, and they see you and come for you. One is 10 feet away, one is uh, 15 feet away, and one is 30 feet away. Uh, that torch on the ground next to me? Yes, it is. I toss it into their nest. Oh, okay. The one that is furthest away and the one that is in between they are on the far side of the torch and they don't seem happy about the torch. So they stop approaching, but the one that is closest to you, uh, 10 feet away, is it's moving away from the torch as well, which brings it closer to you. So it's still your turn. Do you want to do anything before it goes? Can I stab it? Uh, Yes, you can move up to it and stab it. Absolutely. I will move up to it and stab it
0: with all of the uh, (laughs) vigorously sudden violence of a... Rogue archaeologists. <laughs> you kill that rat. Okay, uh, make an tackle. Uh, another nine plus 5, 14.
1: That hits. That's good. Uh, seven plus three, ten damage. Ten, you skewer it. All right. Uh, it twitches a bit on your on your rapier, and you're able to kick it off your blade. I will step
0: back from the
1: burning nests, <laughs> and, uh, and and and. Actually,
0: I—I I mean, I suppose I will draw a dagger out of out of my belt as well, uh, and I am now t- dual wielding these rats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
1: you can see what's going to happen. The torch is on the ground, and they're avoiding the torch, uh, but so they're going to move around it. One of them will be able to get to you in the next round; the other will not. So you've sort of divided them that way. Um yeah. But so you're yeah, going to stand perfect. there with rapier and dagger and wait for the closest one to come to you. Yes
0: yeah basically and I, I don't want to be too close to the edge but I also like want to make that distance as long as possible
1: okay well it definitely comes for you that's a good number for them and a bad number for you all right that's a 22 AC Christ okay yeah <laughs> traveler plus and it's biting you and it does four piercing damage with very big teeth I don't like this I don't like this at all you nasty rat Uh, and then the other one circles around and closes. You can see next round it will also be able to get to you, and then you will be flanked.
0: Absolutely do not like that at all. I find this to be extremely rude and unfair, Uh, and I would like my retribution against this rodent, and so I will stab it... the my blade's still wet with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's roommate's blood. That's <laughs> unsanitary. I will. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm in like a in, in something of like a fencer's pose, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh like a a, a trained rapierist. I'm lunging in and out, right, trying
1: not to give it anything to really uh to bite. Yeah. You suspect you suspect that they're they're used to working in packs. So if you do get ganged up, that's probably going to be bad news. Seven plus five is
0: twelve. Hit.
1: Yes, it does hit. It seems like it was close, but you made it. It almost dodged out of the way. Uh, six damage with my rapier. Six damage. Uh, you slash it, and it opens a large, gaping wound in its side. But it's still moving.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. Is you're not supposed to slash with a rapier. These things are <laughs> surprisingly nimble. I have to deal with this thing, or I, I get overwhelmed. Um, I'm gonna. Need, I, I have a dagger in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll try to use the wound from the rapier to kind of create an opening and, and see what happens. Oh, good. Okay. That's
1: good. 19, uh, plus five, 24. So this is bonus action uh, to weapon fighting, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Uh, so I get no, no dex bonus on this one. That hits three more damage. Does that do it? It does do it. You take out the, the rat. the dagger goes, uh, right up, uh, under its mouth and into its brain. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, then I will, uh, quickly like withdraw
0: that and turn to face the other one uh, rapier like held like a fencer's foil using using the tip of my blade to kind of keep it at length while also looking for an opening.
1: All right it comes at you 13 AC that one will clatter off of my armor oh. I guess gloves probably probably off my gloves Uh it uh, goes up to bite the hand that's killing its friends uh, and it clangs against a, a gauntlet so it steps back and looks like it's about to attack again, but it's your turn. How close are we to the edge? 10 feet from the edge. And you can see this is like this ledge basically falls off uh, all the way down, probably a 200 foot drop. And then you're also about 10 feet from those crude stairs.
0: How, uh, how, how, how these things like, like they're medium sized. They're,
1: they're like, they are. Yeah.
0: Okay, they're pretty. Uh, these are really rodents of unusual size, huh?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: I'll just—I I guess stabbing is safer. I, like, I—I I don't think I want to get close enough to like grab this thing and throw it off the edge. Though I, there's a moment where like I, my honor is out the window. <laughs> but, like, my, my, my trust in my blade is questioned. But now I'm—you know—I'm—I'm I'm behind my rapier point.
1: What's 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 your strength? <laughs> uh, eight. <sighs> <laughs> okay I think it might be stronger than you yeah uh, I mean one of the nice things about being a rogue is right you can make that first attack and then decide about the second one
0: yeah exactly so I'm gonna do that you know i, I I've been trained in this uh i'm a I'm a proud gale which you know we we come from a a tradition of fencing and and sword play and so I, I'm gonna go for it uh my rapier oh okay 17 plus 5 is
1: 22 that'll hit and seven damage that'll do it it's dead you kill it god okay you strike true skewer it that torch is still burning it is
0: uh i will i will try to of av- no i will set fire to their no <laughs> <laughs> i forget i haven't dungeon crawled in so long uh I suppose that they might have waylaid something else uh, that, that had valuables or they might have found shiny baubles or something like that because these are rats. Uh, I will poke around in their nest a little bit, see if there's anything in there.
1: Okay, are you extinguishing
0: the torch or keeping it lit? Uh, I'm going to keep it lit for like a
1: minute to do this investigation. and then- Long enough to do this. So yeah, you root around uh, in uh, the piles and it makes sense to you that rats like this would have, you know, detritus or things that they've gathered, but these particular ones don't have any. Although, in that ring of stones in the ash pile, you sort of, like, look, look through that, and you can see there are some small animal bones, but there are also a few uh, spear tips. Uh, they're crudely made, and your guess is that they are uh, made by goblins.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Now it's all coming together. I'll just set fire to these this nest bramble detritus stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... And, and kind of clear some of this off, uh, which I think will also send up a little bit of smoke from th- from the ravine just in case uh, in case it't make it out of here. <laughs> uh, maybe some help will arise um, But also I want to just double check like I, I got bit right mm-hmm. so I want to make sure that that wound is like tended to and cleaned i mean i guess i like i'll just rest here
1: i guess probably yeah you want a short rest here
0: yeah i just want to make sure like i'll just take the time to like fully dress this wound and make sure that it doesn't become a hindrance because i know rats are pretty nasty okay
1: so yeah you'll um try to short rest here uh keeping watch uh for anything else that approaches and i'm assuming with like your back basically right next to that rope to climb up if there's a sign of trouble
0: Uh, i think i have the rope in hand
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah exactly Okay, uh, Yeah, but you're able to make it uh, the hour and bandage your wound without any interruptions. Uh, are you spending hit dice? Yeah, I'm going to spend one. Or however many. Uh, well, yeah, I guess I'll start by
0: spending one and see how that goes. So that's a D8 plus one. Oh, that was good. Six plus one is seven.
1: Does that top you off? I think it might.
0: I think so. Yeah, it does. It does, actually.
1: So if you peer down the stairs again you can't see all the way to the bottom um, you can see though that it's a five foot wide staircase carved directly into the stone and it zigzags down stopping at small landings that then disappear into the darkness
0: okay I'm, I'm gonna take each of these landings uh, well is there is there anything obvious on any of these landings right like any movement anything that's like just clearly visible you know like a community of goblins camped out <laughs> on any of them
1: <laughs> uh, give me a perception check uh that's a 20. Hey. So 24. All right. You don't hear anything. You don't hear anything moving around. Okay. Earlier you spotted humanoid tracks going down these stairs and if you move slowly down the stairs, you can continue to follow them.
0: Okay, I'm going to do that. Like kind of um at each switchback, I'll drop uh I'll drop a torch on the landing below mm-hmm. before I like kind of follow those steps, mm-hmm. just making sure that there's nothing Nothing sketchy going on. Okay, your caution means that I use torches like glow sticks. Apparently,
1: <laughs> uh, your caution means that you make it further down the stairs without any altercations. And as you get closer to the bottom, you, you can see that this ravine is about two hundred and fifty feet deep. So you are far below, um, like the level of the plane above. Mm-hmm. And below, a fortress emerges from the darkness. The subterranean citadel, though impressive, seems long forgotten, if the lightless windows, cracked crenellations, and leaning towers are any indication. All is quiet, though there is a cold breeze that blows up from below, bringing with it the scent of dust and a faint trace of rot. And the stairs continue and lead into a large stone courtyard that is surrounded by crumbled masonry.
0: I'm, I'm going to take a moment and just quickly um, sketch what I see. Mm-hmm. Because I am, after all, a scholar <laughs> and a rogue archaeologist. Yeah, very wise. Rogue, rogue archaeologist, rogue slash archaeologist. You know, um, so I'll do I'll do my job for
1: science. All of the above. So the stairs empty you into a courtyard, and it looks like the top of what, what was once a crenelated battlement. The citadel apparently has sunk directly into the ground so far that what was now the top is level with the ground the floor stretches away to the north and the south and it is covered in a layer of crumbled masonry that looks pretty treacherous to traverse Uh, you don't actually know how deep the masonry goes either and then to the west is the surviving structure of what must be the actual citadel there is a tower standing on the west side of this courtyard okay Um,
0: the the dust that's here uh, are the tracks still visible in it
1: Uh, not across the masonry It basically looks like it's almost like cracked ground, right? Like a pile of rubble fell, and you have to walk across the rubble in order to get to the tower. Okay. So there doesn't seem to be any tracking that you could do. Okay. Um, Is there, I mean,
0: are there any obvious signs that, like, it's been... Traversed regularly, or there's traffic through it. You know, even if I can't pick out footsteps,
1: not that you could tell, because like looking at it, you can see if you step on it, if you're not careful, some of it will slip. But that just means that it would sort of reposition itself, almost like a sand dune. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it.
0: Is there? Can I see any obvious entrances? Or or, I, I guess the tower is the only thing that's really sitting above the like kind of the surface of the the sunken walls.
1: Right. Okay. There's there's all this crumbled masonry, and then you can see the, pretty much the only entrance that you can see is um, the shell of a tower.
0: Okay. Then I will. <sighs> actually, you know, I've been saying traveler instead of Jesus, but I feel like that's probably not who I would actually pray to. <laughs> <laughs> which of the sovereign, uh,
1: which of the sovereign hosts would I pray to as a sailor? As a sailor, oh, well, well, actually, as a sailor, you might pray to one of the Dark Six. Oh, that's true. Uh, You might pray to the Devourer um, to basically avoid you. But you could also pray, I mean, she wanted bravery. You could pray to Dolara. I mean, actually, she's kind of self-sacrificed, so maybe that isn't the best thing. That's not really my deal. Orion would be Knowledge, which would probably be... I think
0: it's Eladra, right? Because that's Feast and Fortune entertainers gamblers risk takers bestows luck spreads joy that that feels like the pirate the positive pirate ah okay yeah yeah that sounds good right i mean my like my my family are pirates (laughs) like they're pirate royalty
1: (laughs) but they're still pirates pirates that is our word okay (laughs) Privateers, good sir
0: yeah okay yeah i think i mean i think i think and especially right now i am praying for fortune all right uh
1: you whisper a prayer to
0: oladra uh, what do you do um i'm going to start making my way very very carefully across this uh this broken landscape uh i think i'm kind of jointly looking out for you know uneven ground or anything that could be kind of dangerous in that regard but then also especially any any more of these rats <laughs> okay so are you taking the shortest path across this rubble I'm taking the safest path across this rubble. I am. It is not lost upon me that I am alone, 250 feet below the surface, with little <laughs> more than a smoke signal to mark that I was ever here. All right. How do you want to determine what the safest path is? I'm going to use. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll use my bow like a walking stick, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll kind of use that to kind of like I, you know, it's not exactly 10 foot pole territory, but you know what I mean. I'm like kind of testing the ground before I put any weight on it. That kind of thing. Kind of lean it out in front of me a bit. That sounds good. okay. I think, I think that's the best way for me to, to kind of like pick a, pick footholds, pick a path, that kind of thing and then I'm just trying to keep my uh, probably mostly listening out for any like strange sounds, movement, anything like that that that
1: would put me on alert. Okay So then let's do this. So you step onto the rubble and you can tell you definitely don't have sure footing at all, but you're poking ahead, seeing what's moving. So give me an acrobatics check, but take it with advantage. Thought you'd never ask. Okay, I rolled a two and a fourteen. So that's hey. a great advantage. <laughs> uh nineteen. Okay. So you can definitely tell if you had not had, you know, your bow as a walking stick, you your foot would have basically plunged, you know, two or three feet into this rubble and you might have been stuck there for a little while until you were able to work yourself out. Yeah. You avoid that spot and you Must Broken ankle forward. territory. Don't don't like this. Don't <laughs> like this. Don't like
0: this. Don't like this. Yeah,
1: it's definitely not great give me one more acrobatics check so you've made it about halfway across so you know you need to continue the rest of the way uh let me let me ask you
0: is there anything above um like anything like a tree i guess it wouldn't really be tree but anything that's like like vertically speaking that i could use to like maybe swing a rope across because i like it strikes me that i'm also like you know as a as a proud gale i am a sailor Mm -hmm. Um, at least somewhat accomplished. Like, I would be comfortable in rigging, too, and and this is very uneven and difficult ground, so maybe I can...
1: I mean, it strikes you that that would be a great idea, but there isn't anything above you. There is the tower on the other side of this courtyard, but right. if it were like a tree or something, you might be able to fire an arrow into it with a rope attached or something like that, but you don't think you'll be able to do that into stone. If you could get over there, you could attach something and then, you know, throw yeah. a rope over for someone else. Right. But you are adventuring alone. Yeah.
0: Just me, myself, and I. Okay. All right. Well, then we do it the hard way. You know, sometimes if you want to get to the archaeological truth and riches, you got to do it the hard way. Um. Okay. So one more acrobatics check
1: with advantage. Sweet. Uh, 19 and a 16. So 24. Okay. I'm getting good at this. So again, it's very useful for you to uh, have your stroke as a walking stick, but you're a little more nimble on your feet. Fortunately you are still being careful because as you approach the end of the courtyard, you plunge the bow and it goes all the way in and then a large amount of of rubble in like a 10-foot square just falls in. As you can see, a trapdoor swing down and then flip back up. And in that moment, you uh, spot both something shiny and definitely a giant rat hmm it's not that I want revenge on all giant rats <laughs> you begin to hear the sound of what is unmistakably a rat climbing a wall yeah uh, I'm gonna take that short bow that
0: I've been using uh restring it real quick <laughs> knock an arrow and I think I'm going to uh if I can find like a, a large enough piece of rubble nearby to like kick onto that trap door to open it uh, and I will try to try to shoot it with an arrow before the door uh, snaps back shut.
1: Okay. So you duck behind a piece of masonry, push it onto the trapdoor to trigger it and then shoot it in the face. Exactly. Okay. It doesn't it won't be able to see you, so that works. The trapdoor swings out, but you can see it then climbs out, so you take this shot with advantage. Which also means I get sneak attack, right? Which also means sneak attack. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this was also very good. Uh, 18 and a 3, so that's 23. That's a hit. Uh, short bows, D6, and a D6 sneak attack. 4 and a 4 is 8 plus 3, 11 damage. Right through its throat, and it
1: falls backwards back into the pit. I am the king of giant rats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the So the door the trapdoor swings back up to shut, and now there's nothing on it, so it's just a, an exposed trapdoor. door.
0: Okay. Um, is there any other sound? Do I hear any other movement? Like, I'll let I'll let all the rubble settle and all of that stuff just perfectly still and, like, listen for anything else.
1: There's no other sound. And I saw something shiny? You did.
0: I mean, I'm not working for free, so I'm going to start to work on this trap door here and <laughs> try to find a way to, like, kind of uh, pin it open so I can get down there.
1: Yeah, I assume you have thieves' tools, yeah? I do have thieves' tools, yes. All right, give me a check with thieves' tools to try to jam it open. Five plus five ten. Okay. You can't quite jam it open, but you know how it works now. Um, a very small amount of weight flips it open, and you can see the rat could have gotten out because it actually is—you can just climb up the side and then just lift it up. Okay. And so so if you went down there, you wouldn't be trapped.
0: Okay. Then I will—I <sighs> can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> I will pull out my rapier (laughs) and my dagger (laughs) and I will walk into the creepy trap door chasing after shiny treasure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's what we're here for. And that's what the people are here for. That's right. (laughs) All right. So you go spelunking uh, in this hole and you can see there's nothing alive inside. Uh, There is a skeleton that looks like it used to belong to a goblin. There is a corpse that definitely used to belong to a goblin, and there is a dead rat. Uh, The shininess that you saw was uh, a shield uh, laying next to the goblin.
0: Ah, well,
1: I know how to strap that
0: on my pack (laughs) because I definitely don't know how to wield it in combat. (laughs) But I will pick it up and look to see if there's anything interesting or unique about this shield.
1: Um, it looks crudely made, uh, but it certainly looks like it would protect you if you did know how to wield it. Uh, the goblin, however, also does have a scimitar in a scabbard, and you go through uh, the goblin's belt pouch and you find twenty-three silver pieces and four gold pieces. All right. Also, it smells terrible. All right, I'm fine with that. Four gold pieces, you say?
0: mm Hmm. This trip has basically paid for itself already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I will take the uh scimitar and the uh scabbard and shield, shield and the money. Uh is is the are are both these like look like they're goblin made or or do they look like they were pilfered from something else? Can I tell?
1: They they look goblin made, but like they're serviceable. They'll they'll work perfectly fine and <laughs> you have secured yeah. um a, an agreement that uh and Hercule will will buy whatever salvage you have. Perfect. Okay. I can't be walking around here with just
0: you know swords and shields sticking out all over the place. That isn't really going to work for me. Um, I think it's probably, you know, what? I think I'm I'm going to take the scimitar mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I, I'll hold it for now. But I'm going to look for a place where I can hide it, ha, um, hide the scimitar, and kind of make myself a stash that I can recover. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I can re- like uh, recover it later.
1: You know, there are basically those holes uh, where you encounter the three giant rats above. And you know that that rope has just been sort of dangling there for weeks, so it certainly doesn't seem like people go out there much. Yeah, you're right.
0: Uh, but I did light that fire. I'm I'm just worried that, you
1: know... Mm-hmm. You could also stack them... You could stack them somewhere in this courtyard and just cover it with rubble.
0: Yeah, I think I'll, I'll just do that. Um, I'm going to keep the shield on the back of my... Um, like, kind of just strap it to the back of my pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thought with that being that uh, a shield is useful... Um, just for its like sheer size and flatness, mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe I can like use its weight or something um, if I need it.
1: Yeah, you know, you, you never know. Maybe you need to turtle up at some point. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I will uh, I will continue making my way through. I, I mean, as I'm going through, do I, I notice anything else? Catch my attention? Anything shiny?
1: Uh, no. And uh, you didn't hear anything. It seems like the noise of the trap door opening and you killing the giant rat hasn't attracted any attention. So you make it uh, all the way across the rest of the courtyard, and you're pretty sure that now that you've made a path across it, you could take that same path back if you need to. Okay. Okay, great. So now you are in front of uh, a tower, but you can see it's actually just the shell of a tower. The circular area is cobbled with cracked granite, upon which sprawl the bodies of four goblins, apparently slain in combat not too long ago. One corpse... Uh, stands with its back against the western wall, and the spear that killed it is still skewering it and holding it upright. There are three wooden doors that lead from this area, and a hollow tower of loose masonry reaches 30 feet into the air, but all of the intervening floors and stairs are gone, except for a few crumbled ledges. The bodies, uh... Actually, the bodies seem like they've been dead for a while. Uh, The rats have been eating most of them. Um, are there... Have they been looted? If you check, they, they have been looted, um however there is a spear here a perfectly serviceable spear that is still pinning a goblin to a wall um, I'm not interested in that <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I know I know that perfectly serviceable spears don't sell for, for much <laughs> uh,
1: but you're checking carefully right yeah yeah I okay am. Um, you can see something on the wall behind the goblin oh. you can't quite tell what it is okay uh,
0: I will, I mean, I'll, you know, if, if, if the goblin is just pinned to the wall, I will remove the spear and,
1: um, lay its body down. You pull the spear out, the body slumps to the ground to reveal draconic runes on the wall behind it. And of course, because you speak draconic, you know that it says, A Ah, so the, the myth
0: proves true. Perhaps old Garen was correct. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, I am going to uh, these. I guess these goblins were just kind of left here to be eaten. Like they were just left where they died. Exactly. I find that kind of distasteful, to be honest. Um, I'm I'm going to at least cover them. I guess like just quick, like quickly cover them in rubble. Like okay. the the briefest of burial
1: ceremonies they're not they're not like naked so you could put them in a pile and then like use one of their cloaks to sort of cover them but i mean if you want to do rubble it'd be kind of like a burial i guess yeah
0: no the the cloak is cloaks are fine yeah i just like get like just the 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 barest of respect um just kind of doesn't sit well with me as somebody who's aware of these various traditions of various cultures
1: that's very nice of you
0: um and then i i my eye will look greedily towards the tower <laughs> <laughs> and uh
1: towards the footsteps that obviously came through here and, and slew these here goblins so there are uh three doors in here, one that you came in uh one to the southwest and one to the northwest um and they are uh made of what looked like kind of reinforced stone, so this certainly was a fortress at one point.
0: Okay, I will I'll I'll inspect the yeah, I mean I'll inspect the walls, I'll inspect the doors, um, see if there's any indication of, of what's gone on here.
1: Okay, give me a perception check.
0: Uh 17 plus 4 21.
1: Really? Well, well, well. Okay, so you inspect carefully and you see that the doors are well made. The one to the southwest is locked. That should be no problem for me. It has like what seems like a high quality mechanical lock. The door to the northwest uh, is open, although I assume right now you don't open it. Uh, do not like, open not it. Not open, as in it's unlocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, as you are running your hand along the masonry, you feel what what seems like a loose stone that you're pretty sure was put there purposefully to, to the due south. I will mess with that
0: stone. <laughs> <laughs> whichever way it will allow me to mess with it. <laughs> So uh, yeah, no. Uh, I think I think Tez finding a secret will uh, will immediately begin poking and prodding that <laughs> secret, kind of apropos of nothing.
1: Okay, so you see that it, it kind of wobbles, but it's not like it's loose. It's like it was made to move uh, in or out. So you think you could push it in, or you could pull it out. Uh, I will attempt to push it in. Okay, you push it in, and then when you let it go, it slowly moves back to its original location. Okay, I will pull it out. All right, you pull it out, and you feel a sharp jab as a needle behind it shoots into your hand. And you take one piercing damage. Where's that shield? (laughs) Elijah, this wasn't the lesson I asked for. (laughs) Uh, However, you hear a click, um, and the stone stays out, and a previously unseen door swings open. Mm. And you can feel damp, cold air coming out. It smells very musty, like this door hasn't been opened in a very long time.
0: Tez, you're too clever by half. All right, strange, mysterious, secret door. I will find your secret contents. Investigation?
1: That sounds great. Go for it. 18 plus zero. That is good. Okay, so you peer inside... I assume you don't throw open the door. You, you peer inside and you can see, because you have dark vision, that it's actually a pretty small enclave. It's only 10 by 10. Hmm. And inside there are three corpses, skeletons in fact, attired like archers. They have uh, quiver and bow. They suddenly have red pinfire where their eyes used to be. And I think we'll find out what happens next
0: in two weeks. All right, Ishan, let's talk about how our listeners can get in contact with us. We do love hearing from you. You can tweet at Shane at Mundangerous, that's M-U-N dangerous.
1: And you can tweet at Ishan at EvilSandsCarney, that's malice minus meat. And you can tweet at the show at TPTCast. You can also email us at TotalPartyThrill at gmail.com. And you can find us on the web at www.TotalPartyThrill.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Total Party
0: Thrill. And join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. And before
1: we wrap up, we want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show. And if you'd like to learn more, you can check out all our rewards at patreon.com slash totalpartythrill. All right, what do we have planned for next week's episode? We are continuing this playthrough of Sunless Citadel as Tez finds out. Hmm, how angry are these skeletons? Well, that's it. Actual play episode two of
0: Total Party Thrill. I hope we lived up to our name, but either way, I'm Shane. And I'm Ishan.
2: Thanks for listening. Hey, people, this is Aram, editor of Total Party Thrill and the producer of the actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, Gods Fall. Godsfall Fall tells the story of Khowgun, a world broken by a war that ended with the destruction of gods and magic. Most of the planet was swallowed by a permanent worldstorm, storm and the five remaining kingdoms of man settled into an uneasy peace. A hundred years later, magic and divinity are returning, reborn in the young heroes of our story. Doro, the god of travel. Zion, the god of force. Frein, the god of emotion. Torvik, the god of beasts, Rina, the god of luck, and Lord Haldir Laron, the arisen god of war. Hounded by those who fear and envy their newfound power, our heroes fight to uncover the mystery of the gods' war and the divine entity at the heart of the Union, a tower built by the old gods to confine the worst of their own creations. To find out more about the show, check us out at godsfall.com.